Hello, friends. It's time for another episode of the Fitz Nation podcast. I'm Brendan Fitzgerald. Thank you, as always, for hitting that play button. Our interview for this episode is with UFC featherweight contender Josh Emmett, who, as of this recording, has a main event and a pretty big one at that, coming up against Calvin Cater in Austin, Texas, in just a couple of weeks. We touch on that a little bit, but if you know the show, it's a big-picture conversation about his life and career and what it's gotten him to this level of being a high-caliber, top-ranked fighter in the UFC. If you want our full conversation, it was a good one. We went more than an hour. That is exclusive to UFC Fight Pass. So head to UFC Fight Pass and search for Fitz Nation. You'll find the full episode there. You can also check out my YouTube channel. Search Brendan Fitzgerald. That has clips of the podcast and other things. And of course, find me on social media. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Brendan Fitz TV. Let's get to the show. Fitz Nation, let's go. I always had to be mega in the zone, ready to go out there on my shield. Be in the question and don't look for the answer because the answer is the end. Think about who I'm fighting for, fight for something greater. At the end of the day, you got to believe in yourself. It's time for the Fitz Nation podcast with your host, Brendan Fitzgerald. Here we go. Uh, Dare I say... One of the hardest damn hitters in all the UFC, pound for pound. Josh Emmett, how are you, Josh? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Awesome, man. Um, Let's start with this. I don't usually dive deep. This is going to be more about your life and career. I don't dive deep into the matchups and and the news of the day, but your main event is so close. Calvin Cater, five rounds possible in Austin. What are you thinking right now, two weeks out? Man, I'm I'm ready to go now, you know? I wish the fight was next week. You know, I, I feel like I'm in tip top shape. Um, everything's just kind of fallen into place and I feel sharp. I, I, you know, I just, I feel ready. You know, I'm, uh, I'm pumped for this, this huge opportunity, um, main event in Austin on ESPN. And, um, I just feel like it's our time, you know, and I mean that with my coaches, wife, family, friends, all my <laughs> just supporters, everyone that's been there for me. It's like, even though it's an individual sport, um, man, I have a huge team behind me and, um, I feel like I have one of the best support systems in the game. Yeah. When it, when you say our time, when you, how do you define that? Because I'm sure you felt before this is my time, right? And you knocked out Beckditch in Sacramento and you had that great fight against Shane Burgos. How do you kind of, with your experience at 37 years old now, how do you kind of um, describe that it's your time that, that everything's coming together? Yeah, it's just, it's just, man, everything I've gone through, you know, it's uh, just hurdles and hurdles and adversity and, and injuries in the past. Um, and it's just, man, like, I, like I've said before, it's uh, when I want something, I'm obsessed with it and, and I don't stop until I get it. And, you know, my, my goal since I got into MMA was to only fight for the UFC and then once I got there, you know, I, my goal is to be a world champion and I'm so close. And, you know, I was, uh, like I said, my, my team and our time, like everyone's invested so much in me and they believe so much in me. And it's like my, my coaches and, and friends and family and, and, and teammates, they know exactly what I'm capable of. Um, and it's, it's inevitable, you know, like it's going to come and, you know, I, I feel like it's just the right moment, you know, and I have the experience you're talking about my age, but I, I have the experience on my side. I have everything like the absolute best. And I'm, I'm glad, I'm 
grateful and glad that um, the way my career has has gone. You know, I, I really wouldn't have it any other way just because I literally have like my team is uh, in set in place and I, and it's yeah. down to my, my dietitians and my coaches and my therapists and literally everybody like, um, like I've, I've had this, this group for most of my career, but now, you know, we've added a few other people for a few camps and it's like, it's like the best it's ever been. And, and it continues to progress and get better and better and better. So I'm excited to go out there and, uh, you know, just, just show the world how great I am. One quick thought on the featherweight champ, Volkanovsky. And, you know, you get this win, you know, he might lose to Max and, and who knows how it's going to unfold. What do you think, though, because he's been so impressive with the strap, what do you think it's going to take to beat him? And I, I think uh, him and I are, are, are my our, style, <laughs> yeah. our styles are so similar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I, I literally feel like Volkanovski, he's, he's a phenomenal champion. He's, I feel like he's, he, I've said it time and time again, he's, he's the goat, you know, right now he, how, how can you deny that the guy's on like a, a 22 or 23 fight win streak. He's undefeated in the UFC. He's beat some of the goats, you know, Jose Aldo, he's beat Max Holloway twice. I know the second one was a little controversial, but man, he's so good. He continues to get better. Max Holloway also phenomenal champion. I feel like these are two of the, arguably the, the, the goats of the featherweight division, and they're going to fight on July 2nd, but you know, I, him and I match up perfect styles yeah. and fights and man, we're so similar in styles. And, and I think that would be kind of a fight for the ages. He has the blueprint to beat all these, um, guys like, you know, he's beat Max, like it, they're, they're like their body types and stuff. And, you know, some of the other top guys in the world he, he's beat, but he hasn't fought anyone like myself. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that when that day comes, but first and foremost, I'm, I'm so focused on Calvin Cater, um, because he's a dangerous test and, uh, you know, it's going down in two weeks. Yeah. Can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. And here's another thing, Josh, you are probably the quietest. I don't mean that literally. I just mean in terms of your body of work, like you look over your body of work and you just go, holy smokes, 17 and two. I don't feel, I, I don't feel like people give you the credit for that kind of record. Um, and perhaps there's a, a lot of reasons that I, maybe it's because of some of the injuries and the setbacks and you've had some extended time on the sidelines, but man, when you're in there, you get it freaking done. Um, I love doing interviews like this, Josh, because on your Wikipedia page, it says you were born in Phoenix. And then it says, uh, you know, since 2011, you've been a pro fighter. And there's like nothing else born in Phoenix. Where'd you grow up? Yes. Yeah, so, so that's the thing. It's that I was born in Phoenix, but you know, I, I grew up in Sacramento. My, my yeah. mom, father, they moved out here. I, I think when I was like six months old. So, oh, okay. So even yeah. though I was born there, it's like, uh, that's Sacramento. just a side note. Right. Right. Yeah. Sacramento. Yeah. Cause you're known as a California guy. And I was just like, wait a second. I don't know if there's a story yeah. to this. Okay. So you are like through and through Northern California, Yeah. but what was your family life like as a kid? Yeah, it was, you know, it was, uh, you know, I feel like everyone has a, a story, but it's, uh, yeah, it was, it was tough. You know, my, my mom was a single mother. She raised my older brother and I, uh, she worked multiple jobs, um, and, and she just did what she had to do to, um, you know, put, put food on the table and, yeah, and yeah, it was, you know, it, it was tough to say the least, but you know, it's, it, it was normal to me because that's all I knew, you know what I mean? And so looking back on things, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for even the way 
you know, like my, my childhood was and stuff. Cause it kind of molded me into the, the person and fighter I am. Um, but yeah, it was also, you know, my, my mom was, she's a naturopath. So she made all like, you know, healthy food. She made everything from scratch. We had no, like, I couldn't have like soda. We didn't have a lot of processed stuff. She made everything from scratch. And so at the time when I was younger, I was like, man, can I, can I have like this, this something soda? Can I get a fruit I, roll up once in a while? Exactly. From fruit yeah. snacks, you know, I feel like I would go to my, my friend's houses and I would like raid their, their cabinets. Cause they had, they had it all. But I look back at that and I'm, I'm so grateful for yeah. it. It's like, man, look at, you know, it's just like, I've lived this healthy lifestyle my entire life. And then I'm, I'm more appreciative of it, especially now, um, you know, from wrestling and playing sports my whole life and, and now doing the fighting and things like that. So, uh, yeah. What was the connection with your dad growing up? Any? Yeah. Yeah. He, so my, uh, my dad, like my mom and him separated and, you know, he's still a great guy. We just, uh, he got married um, and then, you know, I have, I have a little brother and, and mm -hmm. sister, you know, half brother and sister, but they're, they're my brother and sister were, were super close. Um, but yeah, it was just, he was busy, you know, he, he, he worked a ton. I didn't really, I, he just wasn't really, um, I guess in, in my life too much. Like I would go over there and, 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 you know, uh, visit him. I don't know, like once a month or something like that. Um, you know, cause I want, I wanted to see my little brother and, you know, we, we were pretty close and, you know, play with them and, and stuff like that. Um, but also I, it, it, like my mom knows a lot more about the stuff, but even like, um, when I, I, he was in Chicago. So he, cause my mom's from Illinois. She's like 90 minutes South of Chicago. My dad was, you know, raised in Chicago. So he was back there for, quite a while. So I, I re actually remember the day when I met my dad, um, because obviously I, we moved out here when I was like six months old. I don't yeah. remember any of that. And then he, he kind of, he went away and, you know, got married and stuff like that. So I actually remember it's crazy. It's How a, old were you? I think I was like three years old or something like that, you know, and but I remember, remember like, I remember that day and I, I can't remember anything from like, obviously that young, but I remember the day that I, I actually met him and it was like around my birthday. So it was like, you know, I, I thought every time I had like a birthday party, I was turning an age older. So I was like three or something. And then I had one at home and then I met my father and then he kind of gave me a little cake or something. So I thought I was turning four, you know, it's just, it's a weird thing that I, I actually remember that, but then nothing else, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, but I remember like the, the moment I met him, you know, at, at what do you remember about it? It's just like a small little glimpse of just like, you know, I, I think I went to um, like his apartment or condo and I just, you know, I don't remember like the whole thing, like of knowing like this is your father, but, right. it's, but it's like, I, I just remember like, like just like, like meeting him and then getting like a, a little cake and thinking I was turning an age older. That's, that's basically it. But it's, yeah. it's wild that I can even remember that. You know, it's crazy. This this show is becoming like I'm learning a lot about the brain because I uh, chatted with Khalil Roundtree a few uh, like weeks ago and his father was murdered when he was like three. But he said he remembers being passed around a tour bus because his dad was the tour manager for Boys to Men. And he's like, no, I remember him. I remember being passed around the tour bus. And I was like, how old are you? He was like two. 
I'm like, are you kidding me? The fact that our brains can process just these glimpses that were so important for, for, you know, for you being three years old and you remember that moment to, to be that perceptive at that moment that it sticks with you is wild. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I, I don't even know how. And then, then it's like, now it's like, I can't remember any, anything when I was like, like 20 or like five right. years ago or yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, how, how the hell do I remember that? It, it, it is wild to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really crazy. So growing up when you said tough, you're like, you know, it was tough, but you're grateful for it. Uh, how would you describe tough? Like why, why do you use the word tough? Um, man, uh, I, I think it was just, there's a lot of things like I, I don't really talk about just like personal yeah, stuff as much as you want to shed, you know yeah, what I mean? But, no, it, it is what it is. I've said a few things, but it's like, um, you know, obviously finances and stuff. It was just, you know, it was tough. My mom did everything she could to, to do, um, to, to pay the bills and, and, you know, get food on the table. And then it's mm-hmm. just, a lot of it was, you know, my, my older brother, he just, uh, he, he started hanging around with like, a, you know, maybe the wrong crowd an older crowd at a young age, got involved in the, you know, drugs and was like running away and doing things like that. So it made things tougher on my mom. Um, there's a lot of just, you know, addiction. And, and then as he got older, more mental illness and, um, yeah, it was tough with police always at the house. Um, just things like that. I was, yeah. I was always nervous that something was going to happen to, to my mom. So I kind of stayed there a lot. That's one of the main reasons at a young age, I got into martial arts and started doing Kung Fu, you know, so I could, uh, if I needed to be there to protect her. And then I started wrestling, um, and, you know, shortly after that. Yeah. So, yeah. It was, it was just a, it was a yeah, just tough, tough. So time. you got into combat sports as a way to like protect your house. Yeah, at least in my mind, that's that's what I was thinking. And my brother was older than me and stuff like that. Um, Did you feel like you had to protect your mom from your brother? Yeah, just because like people, always, you never knew. Yeah, you never know. Like especially yeah. with doing, you know, just different types of drugs. It's like you, you mm-hmm. name it. He, he, he he partaked in all of them. And, um, deep down inside, he, he's a really good guy. He just, mm-hmm. you know, addiction is a hell of a thing and, and also mental illness. Um, and he, he suffered both of those and just could never turn it around. Forgive me. I didn't know. Did he die? Yes. Yeah. He was, uh, oh. he was murdered. Um, yeah. Uh, a few years ago, Josh, I had no idea. I apologize. I just try to go into like the family story and to kind of get how you became you, you know, and then, as I said, there's, I didn't have the information in in between and I missed, I missed that a few years ago. I, I really apologize for that. Um, I don't want to dwell on it, but how has it shaped who you've become as an adult? Yeah, no. And just from like little pieces of that, it's just like, that's, that's one of the main reasons why there's two things I've, always wanted to do in my life. And that was either be a police officer to help families kind of like, you know, what my mom and I were going through or to be a professional athlete. And I wasn't thinking about fighting. I was thinking about, you know, at the time when I was a little kid, I was like, I'm going to be a basketball player or a football player. But then obviously I, I grow a little older, 
you know, I'm definitely not getting any taller. So I knew mm -hmm. that was out of the picture. Um, but I, I was still athletic. I played every sport, but I excelled at wrestling and yeah. I enjoyed it just because it was an individual sport. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of, it, it definitely molded me into to who I am. And, and, and that's why I've, and so much more, that's just small mm -hmm. glimpse of things I've gone through. And, you know, I, uh, <laughs> that's why when I'm going into fight or, or whatnot, it's like, there's not a whole lot of things that scare me. Um, you know, it's, uh, I'm going to go fight someone in a controlled environment. Right. I'm really not worried about that, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just, and, and that's why, that's why I fight, you know, I, I, I fight because I, I feel like I'm good at it. I feel like, um, I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> like just make my family and friends proud. I'm, I'm trying to provide for my family. Um, and, we're almost there so yeah um yeah it's yeah it's definitely made me into who i am yeah wow um you know interviews like this you always get there's there's so many layers to every single person and especially if i find fighters i've covered all different sports i find fighters to have these you know much much different stories just because the line of work of fighting is so so different than playing football you know and playing basketball it's it's really quite a thing can you remember why wrestling clicked with you yeah well so so i played uh i played everything growing up yeah. and like i'm saying i you know i had some of my best friends and close friends and i would have almost like their fathers were like father figures to me, you know, and I, I even had one of my, uh, one of my really good friends, Paul, he, um, his dad was like my little league coach and we played, you know, we, we played baseball and, and on the all-star team and all these, all these teams like growing up and they were a big wrestling family as well. So there was three brothers and, and they wrestled. And so his dad, after a baseball season, he's like, man, you need to come out and wrestle just cause he, he just knew me most of my life, you know, yeah. since I was a little kid. Um, and, and they got me into it, you know, and then, and then I started wrestling and I remember it was like my seventh, seventh grade year or something. The first time I ever wrestled, I was just, just a short little strong kid though. But, you know, I think I didn't really know a whole lot. I just went out there and head and armed, um, people every match. And I went like 14 and zero my, my first season and won two of these big tournaments. And, and I was kind of hooked, you know, and then I went on to continue and wrestle and wrestled in high school. And I was like one of the only freshmen to make the varsity team and wrestled varsity all four years and at the junior college level. And then I got a scholarship. Um, it was all part of like my plan to, um, you know, I, I was, I was, wrestling here in Sacramento at a junior college. And this is a, how I kind of got into MMA. I know I'm bouncing all over here, but yeah. it was uh 2005. We were having a dual meet in Sacramento. Uriah came in and he was handing out flyers um, to open his new gym. And, and I was always a huge fan of MMA and the UFC. I was, I was watching the pay-per-views back in like 99, 2000, wow. where it was mainstream before anyone knew what the hell UFC was. Um, and I always thought I could do it. So I was like, man, after this season, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to, you know, kind of see how this goes. And then, uh, I went in there for a while, six months or so. And then I ended up getting a offer to go wrestle. And, and I was like, it was, this fighting thing was all part of my plan. I'm like, well, I want to get my degree in case fighting doesn't work out for me then I'll have something to fall back on. Um, but also I'm going to go wrestle at the four-year level. So I'm going to get even better at wrestling and it'll transition right over to fighting as soon as I graduate. And, and that's exactly what I did from 
2007 to 2010. And then I, I, I moved, it was the Bay area. It was a, yep. a private college, a Menlo college, um, in the Silicon Valley in Atherton. So it was like, you know, a mile or two from Stanford. Um, so that's where I, I did. And then I, I came back after I graduated and, and picked and that, up where I left off. Yeah. Had all the skills to, to be a fighter. Somebody else in the UFC wrestled at Menlo. Is that right? A lot of people. So this is crazy. Uh, Menlo college is, uh, there's only, I want to say 800 kids. Okay. Um, it's an NAI, NAIA school. Yeah. NAIA. I want to say like 80 of them or 80% or something crazy is athletes. Oh, okay. Um, so, so so like, the, yeah. Yeah, everybody's so a sport team, right I, my coach now he fought obviously in the ufc danny castillo we wrestled at sac city and menlo college even though he was we weren't there at the same time because he's okay but it was danny castillo um the year i was at menlo or the three years i was at menlo ashley evan smith was there as well okay. carla sparza she was there there you go um cody gibson he was in the ufc he was there uh ryan benoy um yeah, they were all, all there. And then I have some other guys that's friends that were there, but they fought in like Bellator and other mm -hmm. organizations. But there's like five, six of us that were in the UFC that come from such a small uh, private college in, uh, you know, in the Bay Area. Which yeah, it's awesome. quite a program because I remember Menlo College. I've always uh, connected it with your name when I called your fight in the past. And then every time I see it, I'm just like, that's where Josh Emmett went. And it seems like it came up like more frequently than, you know, it's not like Iowa State, you know, yeah, in terms yeah. of being a wrestling program. It's like Menlo uh, College, this little college in NAIA school in Northern California is producing all those UFC fighters. That's right. Um, in terms of uh, like wrestling seems to hit different in terms of an, at, uh, an, an athletic event or, you know, combat sports in general it's easy to say with martial arts, but wrestling seems to obviously follow the same path in terms of it being a combat sport. How did your life and your mindset change once you really started going down the rabbit hole of not just an individual sport, but a combat individual sport? Yeah. Um, yeah like it really seems to change the lifestyle in terms of your day to day. And then also like your mindset and then, you know, do you know, do you understand no, yeah, what I'm no, saying? I, I get exactly what yeah. you're saying. And that you talk to any, any wrestlers that wrestled at a high level or whatever. And they're like, once you wrestle, everything in life is easier. And, and, and that's, that's the truth. You know what I mean? It's uh wrestling is such a hard, grueling sport. Um, <laughs> there's, there's injuries. It's like, you're dealing with weight cuts. It's like wrestling's harder than fighting, man. Wrestling, like a, a seven minute match is way harder than a 25 minute fight. Um, wow. It is the, the most talk to any high level. That's wrestler. crazy to think. That's a crazy it's, statement you just made. It's, and, and why, yeah. Ask anyone, ask DC when you see him. Uh, it's a uh, man. It, it is, it is so hard. It's like, because you can't punch people. You're not finishing them unless you put them on their back and pin them. But it's like, it's just, it's just the squeeze and the, and why do you think people don't wrestle as much in, in the UFC? Because it's <laughs> right. so damn hard and exhausting. Um, but no, it, it, it helped me with everything because it's like, once you complete a season and you're going through, like, I don't even know in my, my senior year in high school, I think I had like 50 something matches, you know, I was like 42 and eight, um, in high school, but, and I've had so many, like hundreds and hundreds of uh, wrestling matches, but each season you just get, man, you, it's just the dedication. It's like the determination and it's, it's like, you have to sacrifice so much. So that's why I feel like I have, 
since I've been wrestling at a young age and now I'm fighting and I'm 37 years old, it's just like, I feel like my whole life, it's like, I've missed like birthday parties, like even holidays. It's like, I always had a, a big tournament, like right around Thanksgiving, the day after Christmas, right? New Year's day. So it's like, I had missed all these, like, and not miss them, but it's just more like, I, I don't get to eat. I'm a, I'm a yeah. foodie and I love to eat. Um, but it's, uh, it's it's shaped the way i like i guess attack anything like it's like if there's a problem i i'm always trying to figure out that's that's you know find a way to solve it let's fix it like how do we get around it like well I, no matter what i'm not going to stop i'm just going to fix the problem and it's uh and i'm just going to keep pushing forward you know what i mean i'm like i've never quit at anything i've never given up and so it's it's definitely I don't know. It just makes everything in life easier. <laughs> like just knowing how hard wrestling is, how, how hard fighting is. It's like everything is easy. I feel well, like I got to think that, that I got to think that the stress of everyday crap goes down when, when it is so physically grueling and exhausting to do what you do, where it's just like, okay, I got to go to the DMV big deal. You know what I mean? That's a walk in the park compared to, right. to other stuff. If it's so grueling, if it was so physically exhausting, grueling, why did you like it? Yeah, that's, uh, I think it was just, I was always trying to, I don't know. I just wanted to be the best. Like no matter what, I just, I just always wanted to be the best and I wanted to get better every single day. Like I, I would literally, I'm so goal oriented. And so like, every day i'm better than i was yesterday i'm working towards achieving my my next goal you know like low-hanging fruit i'm looking i'm getting closer to achieving like my ultimate goal like and i just it just it's what motivates me and it's what gets me gets me up and going in the morning it's like even when like with fighting or wrestling when you have you have bumps and bruises and you're you're like wrecked you know on a, on a tuesday or wednesday it feels like a friday or saturday but I have to get up. I have to go to the gym. So when I hear someone <laughs> complaining about like, Oh, I got to go to work and do this. I'm like, man, I would love to go or no, I wouldn't love to go. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying like, so I take that back, but I'm just saying like, man, like I, I don't want to go spar. I feel I'm so sore. And then I got to go spar and get punched in the face and all this stuff. And then go through a hard conditioning practice and then a hard jujitsu practice. It's like, and I, and I call it like, I love to eat, but it's like everything I'm eating now is like, you know, it has a lot of flavor and stuff like that. I work with a, a great dietitian team, but it's, uh, I always, I joke and just say, it's like, I'm eating like rabbit food, you know, cause it's the portions are so small and I'm yeah. always hungry. And, um, but yeah, it's, it, it's, it's all worked out really well. And, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have it any other way, you know, I, I, I'm just trying to get better and better and better at yeah. whatever I'm doing in, in, in life. Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever figured out like, cause once you're good at something, it's it's easier, I would say, to make sense of it in your head, right? If you're like, I'm really after your 14 and 0 as a wrestler, uh, as a freshman or a seventh grade or whatever it was, then it's easy to say, I'm good at this. I'm gonna keep going. But before you find out that you're good and it's still the grind, mm -hmm. uh, do you yeah. remember? Have you ever reflected on like this? This it made me feel a certain way. What was that feeling? Yeah, no, that, that is true. Um, like when I was younger, it wasn't like in middle school, it was, 
not so tough. And, and, and maybe I take it for granted because I was, you know, maybe athletically gifted, but I, and I did well, but maybe I wasn't the best, but I, maybe I had a little luck on my side. Um, but when I got into high school, that's like a, another level, you know, I'm a freshman and I'm wrestling against seniors, um, that are, and I'm thinking like, I have a chip on my shoulder, like, Oh, I'm good. And I made varsity and all this stuff. And then they're, they're just killing me. And, and then it, it inside, like for me, some people may like break and crumble and kind of give up. But for me, that motivates me even more because I'm like, and I'm thinking like going back to me, how do I solve this? How do I fix this? Like I'm getting killed in practice. Like for one, it would piss me off because I was really competitive. And then, um, you know, I'm like, it would motivate me more to get better. So maybe instead of just relying on strength or being explosive and stuff like that, I really had to like slow things down and really just work on the technique and maybe get, you know, just like not master because it's hard to master something, but I, I would just drill, 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 like one or two, like, takedowns and I got really good at them. And, and that was like my thing, you know? And so I would just do that till I got better until I could eventually start, you know, taking some of these guys down or, you know, towards the end of the year, getting the better of them, you know, instead of them just coming in there and just completely killing me, then you get to college and it's, it's the same thing, you know, it's like yeah. the next level. And then you go to the four-year level and it's, it's the same thing, but I just kept that same mentality and that same drive, you know, the, the whole time it's like, yeah, it's frustrating. And, and then I would go home and I would like just replay things in my head, like all the time, like, how did he do this? You know, and then the next time they, they go for that move, maybe I block it. Maybe I don't, I, I don't stop it, but I, I go to block it. And then, you know, that they, they, you know, they switch off to something else and get, yeah. damn, it pisses me off. So then I have to just, I just, I'm like a cerebral person. And I, I do that. In, I did that in jujitsu and I still do that. So it's like, like, you know, it's, uh, so I'm constantly like, playing moves in my head and like seeing different ways people attack things or get me or transition into something. And it's, it's just this constant battle I have with myself. It's like, I can't shut it off too. And I just, my mind just keeps going even at sleep at night, you know? So yeah, sometimes it's, it's hard to sleep when I'm thinking about all these things. But that's the magic feeling. What you just described when you're like, I drilled it over and over and over. And then when somebody tried to get it on me, I blocked it. So they had to go to something else. That feeling when you block it, that's the magic, right? Because yeah, that's like that's like the feather in your cap that kind of allows you to move on to the next thing. Yeah. And then they go on the other one and get it. I'm like, damn it. Then I got yeah, right. to right. figure that right. one out. Yeah. Yeah. That, that preparation. I mean, obviously I'm no fighter, but like when you do a bunch of research on something and you don't know if you're ever going to use it and then you're on the air and you have that stat like perfectly, mm -hmm. it's, I mean, it's not a physically rewarding feeling but it is the mental reps that you put in your head and you just then you keep chasing that same feeling and yeah. everybody can apply that to their job you know just that 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 kind of 0.01 better because a lot of people say i want to get one percent better i'm just like no 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 no. you need to go for like 0 0.001 you know that's yeah. implying that you're gonna get double uh as good as you are in 100 days that's not how it works you know yeah. you got to really put it in for years and years but obviously the combat sports thing it's like um, it's on a different level because of just the one-on-one -on -one physical competition of it that makes it so much different. Um, when you say I love to compete, because wrestlers say this all the time, and especially ones that go into MMA, I wasn't, I wasn't done competing. So if you say, I love to compete, what does that mean to you? Like, how do you describe your love of competition? Yeah. It, well, man, even 
like when I, when I was younger too, I was, I was so much more competitive, you know, like I, I would be, if I lost whatever it was, a little basket a game of 21 or mm-hmm. something like that, I would be so angry. Even a video game. If I like fight night, if a friend knocked me out, I'd be, oh, I'd be so mad. I want to like break the controller, but yeah, it definitely got better as I get got older and more mature. I was like, you know, I wouldn't let it bother me as much, but, um, I don't, I don't know. Like my, my, I don't even know. Like the, it, I feel like just cause I've been doing this my whole life, like competing, it's just like instilled in me and it's, uh, I, I don't know anything other, you know, I, I played before I even started wrestling. I, I was playing sports. I played like every sport since, you know, little league or T-ball all the way up to, you know, and then in high school, I was playing like football, wrestling, baseball. And then I kind of slowed down a little and just focused on wrestling. But, mm-hmm. um, man, I, I just been playing sports and competing my whole life and really enjoyed it. And now this is more of like a, a career for me. And I'm, um, I'm just so close to, uh, like the ultimate goal that I, I set out yeah. uh, from when I got in the UFC. So it's like, it's almost like I'm in too deep, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right. You got, I can't deep. switch like, to something else now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, what, like, <laughs> what am I going to do? You know? So I'm like, that, that, that's, that's one of the things too. It's, it, it's kind of funny. It's like, yeah, I, I like the lifestyle and stuff like that, but like, have I ever really liked to fight? Like I think about it. No, I, I don't like to fight, you know? Um, I'm not having a good time when I'm fighting. I just, I feel like I'm good at it. It's a way for me to, you know, um, you know, set my family up for the future. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm so close to achieving a, a goal. I set out. It's like, I don't know if I, if I won the lottery, would you see me fight again? Who knows? You know, um, I, I know a lot of people say they just want to be the, the best fighter on the planet. And, and I truly feel like I'm the best featherweight on the planet. Um, but it's also like, uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just, it's a job to me, you know, yeah. it's, I'm just, I'm clocking in and clocking out. That That's kind of how I look at it, you know? Have you ever vocalized that before? Like asked yourself, do I like to fight? And then said, no, like you just did. Yeah. I, I've said it the whole time. Like yeah. my, people that are like people that know me, my, my, my wife, my friends, like, yeah, it's like, I think it's the lifestyle. Like I, I love, don't get me wrong. Like the, the, living a healthy lifestyle, working out all the time. Um, what I'm trying to achieve, uh, when you get the wins, there's no, it's like the highest high. Um, but it, but it's like, but the, the, the fight itself, you know, it's like, I, I just, I've never like, yeah. What's the part you don't like about it then? I don't know. I will just, cause, just cause if you, if you go to sparring today and yeah. you get punched in the face and whatever, but but you like that part, right? You still like that training or is that the part where you're just like, no, nah, I don't like the actual combat of it. No, no. Yeah. Like I, I sparred today. I, I sparred with a, one of my buddies, a pro boxer. We, we went, we did 15, three minute rounds. Um, yeah. Uh, but so did you like it? Did you have, are you no, having a good day then? No, not at all. Like I, <laughs> I, I don't like it. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, I like the everything around like the lifestyle, like the freedom. Like I don't have a yeah. boss, like, right. you know, like, I work hard and then we can, we can go travel and stuff. And they're just short windows. There's no other, I don't know, job you can, you know, if you're winning and doing well and stuff like that, you can go make 
this type of like chunk of change um mm-hmm. doing something and then take like a month off and go go travel the world or go do a bunch of stuff so so i, I do don't get me wrong I, I like everything about it but it's just like the the fighting itself is like I don't, I don't know. Like I, yeah. I I'm not having fun in there. That's, you're that's, not the only one though. Like, okay. have you, how do you talk about this with other fighters? Like there's no. there, cause there are some that thrive on it. Like yeah, Sean Strickland, Sean Strickland is like, yes, this, this is me. Like I want to fight. I want to hurt people. Yeah. And then there's other people that are just like, I'm really good at it. Uh, I see the sport in it. I like the competition of it. I like how it uh, sets me up for my life, but yeah the actual time where they close the gate and they say, go hurt that guy, or he's going to hurt you. That's like, yeah. that's like such a different thing, you know? Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's kind of funny because I relate it to a lot of things just in life. When, even if I run into someone and say they're a fan, they're like, what are you doing here? I'm like, same thing you are. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like people look at us or, you know, in a different, different way, but it's like, it's the same, same thing as anyone that any other position, you know, whether they're like a, a bartender, their janitor, whatever, you know, they, they work for the state in an office. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? It's like, and that's just at least my mindset, right. you know, it's like, this is just the career that I chose. Like if I went somewhere else, I would be doing the exact same thing, giving my hundred percent to it and trying to be the best at whatever I do. That's just the way that, that I work and the way I'm wired. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's just a job to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is like when you pull back the layers on sports, because there is money behind it at the top level, you can look like, I had somebody explain to me, like, let's say the 49ers play the Seahawks. That's a business meeting. Two businesses get together. They have a business meeting. It's called a football game. A lot of people make money and then everybody goes home. Yeah. And if you look at it, it makes it a lot less special, but at the same time, that's what it is. It's two yeah. businesses. They meet one wins that day everyone still made money that day and then they go back and there's this ultimate prize that they chase has that did that help you to put it in perspective of this is a job instead of this is like an athletic endeavor that i'm pursuing i don't know not not really but it's but going back to people how they they want to be the best it's like i've said it before like i 100 fight for the money i i always have you know even when i was fighting on the regional scene i would hustle and i would you know, I would, I would get all the local, you know, local businesses just to support me because they, they wanted to. And, you know, I would sell shirts and I would do all these things and ticket sales and I was making good money and it was cash. Um, so I, I looked at it from a, from a business standpoint and I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I might as well try to make the most money I possibly can. You know, so some people, I, they'd be like, oh, I don't care. I just want to fight. Like I'll fight for free. I'm like, you're an idiot, you know? Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going to fight, like I'm going to still pursue that and, and give it my all, but I'm going to try to maximize, uh, the money, you know what I mean? So it's like, and I've always looked at it from a business, even though it is, you know, it's a sport, it's a, a, a competition, it's a fight. I, I don't even know. Sometimes it's hard to call it like, call it a sport, you know what I mean? Like it, it, fighting it's, it, it's, it's hard, but it is a sport, but it's, I don't know. It's, I'm just kind of like, uh. It, it really i hear it, what you're saying it's very it. raw yeah. to yeah. people that don't follow mma and just like you know like my friends or like my parents friends are just like brendan's doing what now he's you know he was calling football games before like now he's what what is this and i'm just you know i, I have to explain to people once you see the sport in it it's it's fantastic but it is strange to call it a sport when you could also call it a fight 
Like, yeah, this it's is like a, hard to play fighting. Like, it's yes, like, right. You can't, you don't play fighting. And it's also like people, like, I, I think a lot of people too, where they look at like sports and they're just like, Oh, I want to play this or pick up golf or basketball, shooting hoops or something. It's like, you don't play fighting, but then a lot of people think that they're like, Oh, just because they think it's like glamorous and they see, yeah. they see people on TV and they're like, oh, I want to, I want to, you know, get a amateur fight. Like I want to, I'm like, this isn't a hobby. This, if you can't, you know, you're going to get seriously hurt. You know, I always tell people, I'm like, if you, if you think it's going to be a hobby or not a hundred percent all in, um, and depending on what your background is or what do you want out of this? So I'm always telling people, I'm like, if you really want to do this and as a hobby, I said, why don't you just come and and spar some of the guys and we'll have headgear and gloves and all that. So it'll be a lot safer. And then I guarantee they, they won't want to do this after they, they have a sparring session with somebody, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that is true. Fighting, um, people don't settle disputes in the back alley with tennis rackets and a ball right? Like you fight. So then you turn it into a sport. It's kind of like, I always thought this with fat as a macronutrient, but yet we also describe people who are overweight as fat. Then it's like, it's tough to separate those two. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, I mean, it's like a very, yeah. very loose, like connection, but obviously just the, the, the very nature of fighting. Um, but then if you were a fan of the UFC and then you're into wrestling and you're like, I could do that. Mm -hmm. um why did you then chase it because you could have been a police officer you could have made a good living kind of a safer living i mean i know being a police officer is no uh walk in the park too but why did you choose then to to pursue the fighting thing if uh you knew kind of what it was very early well see but i knew from a a fan standpoint right i I was a fan of it i watched all the fights so i kind of I was into it then and and I wrestled and there wasn't a whole lot like for wrestlers, there's not like, you know, people that are at the high, high level and I wasn't a D one athlete. So it's like, they can train for the Olympics or something like that, or all these world championships, different like events, but I wasn't going to do that. You know, I wasn't that good of, you know, like the, you know, the, the top of the crop, you know, in wrestling. So that was out of the picture. Um, and, and so that's why, you know, I, I was like, man, this would be like a good segue. I could, I could come over to fighting, give this a shot. I was always a fan. I, I thought I would do really well at it. And that's kind of how that, that went. I, I didn't really understand, you know, all the, you know, like the behind the scenes things, everything that goes into fighting, because maybe I was one of those people that thinks it's all glamorous, you know, like what I'm talking about, how people just think you're on TV that, like, oh, he made it like, no far from that. So that's maybe that's, and I was younger and maybe naive and that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, and then I get into it and then I really get into it and I'm, I, I just see how everything works and it's, it's not what, don't get me wrong. It's like, I could, I can make a, a good living as a police officer, but I, I make a better living now yeah, than yeah. officers do. So right. I'm just saying like, um, but there's also, there's not a whole lot of job security in this either. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, can be stressful or whatnot. Um, but maybe that's, that was like what I was thinking and I was young and then I get into it and I, I understand it a lot, but it's, I'm still, I'm still, I'm so grateful for the UFC because yeah. with, without them, like my wife and I have been able to travel the world. We've bought house. We're doing, we're doing so much with it. And, and it would have been not saying I, I wouldn't have all that, all these things or be able to do that, but it's like, 
um, it would have been a little, little tougher. That's for sure. Yeah. What would you tell yourself, the kid that's starting an MMA career and like, yeah, I'm going to one day be a UFC champion. What would you tell that version of you? Hmm. Yeah, I would, I would believe it. It's uh, and, and that's kind of, but like, like, what would you tell them as advice? Like you're uh, about to get into this career. Yeah. Here's what to know. Like, yeah, here's, I, I, here's what, you know, it's going to be a long, long road. Um, so you, yeah, it's just going to be a long road. And that's what I tell a lot of people too. It's like, there's going to be a lot of highs, a lot of lows, ups and downs. It's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's so tough because even if you think about all the people in the world that want to be a, you know, a fighter and there's so many fighters in the world, there's a small group of us. Um, so we're like, we are lucky. How many, how many fighters are in the UFC, like 500 or something out of yeah. everyone in the world? Like that is wild to me. Um, so I, I do feel like I got lucky in a sense of getting, um, on, on the, one of the biggest, best platforms in the world for the, this, the sport that I do. Um, but just, yeah, tell them it's going to be a long, hard road and it's, it's, it's not all glamorous and it, you're not going to be making big bucks for years, you know? Um, yeah, for years, yeah. years you know, it's, it's, be it's, in it for the long haul, basically. Yeah. That's basically, and you better be all in, you know, yeah. And go to someone like, if you're serious about it, go to a, a gym, like a, one of the top gyms, find someone you connect with coaches and everything and, and literally just become like a student and take everything in, you know, like, and, and work on your weaknesses. You know, if you're a great wrestler, work on your standup. If you're a great boxer, you better start working your wrestling and jujitsu like nonstop and become obsessed with, with this, uh, with the sport and the career and just, you know, you're always going to keep learning and you, you have to keep learning and because the sport keeps evolving, evolving. And yeah, it's just, yeah, be in it for the long haul for sure. There you have Josh Emmett on Fitz Nation. A little more than a half hour left of our interview. We'll cut the audio and YouTube version right there. And the full version is exclusive to UFC Fight Pass. So if you want that, you can head on over there. We talk about what keeps him obsessed with this sport, uh, even though it's so tough, it's so physically demanding. At times, you don't really love it. But it keeps him coming back, and his mission to be the UFC champion is uh, his resolve for that, as you heard, is as strong as anyone I've ever talked to. He's got a big chance to prove he belongs with the big dogs in the featherweight division coming up. It will not be long until he's locked in there with Calvin Cater for five rounds in a main event. And the, the, the mental fortitude of Josh Emmett, and of Calvin Cater is so, so strong. Their mission is so, so clear. And that's what makes this sport so compelling to watch is that they are going to get in there and one of them's going to win and one of them's not. And they're going to have to figure out what to do next. And for Josh Emmett, setbacks have never been a problem for him before, but he doesn't have many of them at 17 and two. He is quietly just such a fierce competitor and uh, can really throw himself, as I said, right in the mix at 145 pounds. So UFC Fight Pass, search for Fitz Nation if you want the remainder of this conversation. But it was a pleasure to get to know Josh Emmett on this level, as it is for all fighters that come on the show. Special thanks to him for being so candid with his story from when he was young 
the murder of his older brother a few years ago who battled addiction for years and years and certainly all the best to Josh on his upcoming fight his end of training camp with him and his wife and all of their things on their to-do list that they want to live a very happy and fulfilled life but certainly uh, he has a great mindset to compete at the top level Speaking of top level, that's where we're trying to get this podcast, and I appreciate every single listener out there. Uh, If you want to drop a five-star review or anything like that, follow it, subscribe to it wherever you listen, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or elsewhere. Check out the YouTube channel, as I said before. Say hi to me on social media, at TV. Uh, working on some fun stuff with this podcast. It's just turned into just such a fun project that has kept me busy in the best way. And in the same way that these athletes are so obsessed with their sport to try to get to the top level, I am so obsessed with the media content game, and I always have been. And so uh, my goal is to deliver more great stuff for you, the fans of this sport. That'll do it for this episode with Josh Emmett in podcast form. Appreciate you tuning in to Fitz Nation once again, and I will talk to you next time. See you later.